0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I need to begin today's broadcast with an apology. Yesterday, we talked about John Zadurko, who is dead, died at the age of 60 in our Who Died Today segment. I said here on this program that he was in two episodes of criminal minds. And I couldn't believe that the headlines kept saying actor in criminal minds and the mentalist dies at 60. And that's what got me hooked on the story. I I loved criminal minds and I thought, Oh no, one of the big stars of criminal minds passed away. Well, I said, I couldn't believe that he was only in two episodes of criminal minds Um, I later realized, after we published the show, that Mr. Zadurko was only in one episode of Criminal Minds. So, I don't want to give anybody false reporting on this program. What we say is true, to the best of our knowledge, when we say it, here on Chewing the Fat. So, John Zadurko, family, friends... I know that he has uh, family members left behind. He has his sister, his brother-in-law, and two nephews mourning the loss of the life of John Zadurko. But I didn't really want to give you false information. He was only in one episode. Of criminal minds. He also, I found out (laughs) after the show, I would have told you yesterday in the Who Died Today segment, that he played in the same basketball team as James Gandolfini growing up in Ohio, Colorado, and New Jersey. So I want to apologize to you and the family members for falsely reporting that John ...was in two episodes of Criminal Minds. He was only in one. I'm sorry. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I hope all the OnlyFans creators are okay now. They woke up uh, this morning with a little bit of a shock. They uh, went to their OnlyFans page and it said, Sorry, this page is not available. (laughs) <laughs> the link you followed may be broken, or the page may have been removed. Go back to OnlyFans.com, and apparently they were working on the website, but there were uh, many OnlyFans creators that started to have a little bit of health 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 problems, uh, a little bit a little, a little bit of heart palpitations going on uh, when they went to log into their OnlyFans account to either. You know, put up some new content or take some cash out from their subscribers. And uh, thankfully it was just, uh, they were working on the site and it was down. They didn't get rid of all the content on OnlyFans. So whew, man, happy about that. Another story from yesterday that I want to touch on again. Uh, we talked about uh, the extreme lifeguard shortage that's happening in Arizona. And we're talking about uh, they're offering $2,500 incentive, a signing bonus to become a lifeguard. Uh, Many public swimming pools that were slated to be open uh, over Memorial Day weekend did not open because uh, they had a lack of lifeguards. So uh, over a third of the public pools in the United States uh, did not open uh, this summer over the Memorial Day weekend and probably won't open at all, but then I see. Well, maybe I thought. Well, you know, okay. What? Why is that? I mean, where's the people? Where are the lifeguards? Well, some of them are out in California because in California, in Arizona, they're giving you a twenty five hundred dollars signing bonus. In California, the, you're making uh, five hundred and ten thousand two hundred eighty three dollars a year. That's the place to be a lifeguard. <laughs> Now the lifeguard that made five hundred and ten thousand two hundred and eighty three dollars, that was just his total compensation. It's not like that's his salary. Duh. He made two hundred and forty six thousand and sixty dollars. From overtime pay, his base salary is only $150,054, and he brought in another $28,661 in other pay and $85,508 in benefits. So the whole, you know between the ent- the whole total compensation package pushes him over $500,000. The number two earner was uh, a lifeguard chief made $463,517, followed by another section chief making $409,414. All told, 98 LA lifeguards made at least $200,000 last year. That's a pretty good gig. (laughs) That is a pretty darn good gig. Now... Those of you that think they're just sitting around doing nothing, that's not true, okay? And I I do mean that, actually. They're considered first responders. And uh, Los Angeles and the state of California got like $1.9 billion of your money. Uh, Well, and some of California's money, but a lot of your money. $1.9 billion bailout because of the American Rescue Plan Act. Yay! And since the lifeguards are considered first responders, that goes to them as well. Isn't that special? I know. Now, I know that they help with, uh, they are, you know, specialized teams. I get it. And they helped with uh, state emergencies like wildfires. The one guy um, served 114 days on a COVID incident management team, 70 days on fire incident management team, six separate fires in addition to his service as an ocean lifeguard. So I get it. They're not just sitting around saying, hey, get out of the water, okay? (laughs) (laughs) so they have approximately 166 full-time ocean lifeguards and 600 seasonal recurrent ocean lifeguards what do you do for a living well are you working right now no i'm just waiting for summertime to come i work as a lifeguard oh okay cool now i know it comes with an enormous amount of responsibility they're protecting 72 miles of coastline 10,526 square miles of open ocean waters. 1,686 square miles of Los Angeles County Inland Waterways. Okay. Uh, Apparently, according to their numbers, they had 50 million beachgoers and our lifeguards executed over 9,286 ocean rescues and responded to over 13,303 medical calls. Okay uh you no problem and i know i guess they're you know helping with the wildfires when they're not on the beach you know blowing their whistle telling you to be careful out in the ocean but that is a good gig my friends uh if you could be a lifeguard okay let's say you're not one of the lifeguards that goes out and fights fires when the beach is closed let's say you're just a beach lifeguard you know One of the uh, part-time recurrent lifeguards. You're making $150,000 a year? That's a good gig. I think I'm moving to LA from Arizona for that job. And I don't even want to live in California. Although I do love California. It's beautiful. No doubt about it. But I do not want to live there. Not right now. I mean, they did just release a report detailing its role, California's role, in perpetuating discrimination against African-Americans. Oh, so does that mean we're going to get reparations? Probably. The 500-page document lays out the harm suffered by descendants of enslaved people even today long after slavery was abolished in the 19th century through discriminatory laws and actions in all facets of life from housing and education to employment and the legal system. Oh, okay. Law professor at Howard University and director of the Thurgood Marshall Civil Rights Center in Washington, Justin Hansford, he's a longtime reparations advocate. Uh, called the moment exciting and monumental. To have an official detail of these histories coming from the state is important. I know a lot of people say we don't need to keep doing studies, but the reality is, until it comes from a source that people think is objective, uh, good luck finding that source, uh, then it is going to be harder, rather than chewing the fat, actually, then it is going to be harder to convince everybody of some of the inequalities described. I know. I... No, I know they have a task force, uh, you know, cause that was signed into legislation from governor Newsom a couple years ago that they were going to go ahead with the study and plan cities and universities have taken up the cause. You have, uh, Evanston, Chicago or Evanston, Illinois, uh, outside of Chicago becoming the first city to make reparations available to black residents last year. And I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the small print is there because, uh, there's a heck of a lot of people who are not descendants of slaves that are they still getting a cut that are African Americans or blacks? Uh, are they still getting a cut? And what if you were a white slave for the Indians? Do I get reparations? If I can prove that I was the descendant of a slave from the Indians, From an Indian tribe? Probably not. But I'm just wondering. I'm just having questions, that's all. I'm just wondering. Now, they claim that they want to have a a cabinet-level secretary position to oversee an African-American affairs agency, which branches for civic engagement, education, social services, cultural affairs, and legal affairs. And it would help people research and document their lineage To a 19th century ancestor, so they could qualify for financial restitution. Yeah, I mean, there's got to, they're gonna have, there could not possibly uh, be every person, and uh, there could not be any fraud in that in that world. Don't even talk to me about fraud. And then I suppose you're gonna say, Jeff, California didn't even have plantations or Jim Crow era laws. So shut up, okay? We don't want to hear that. So (laughs) Uh, it's just amazing times we live in. Isn't it? It is. It is amazing times. Uh, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Let's go. Come on. Mm. Now that's good. <laughs> Good news for those of you that like Krispy Kreme donuts and especially hot off the griddle Krispy Kreme donuts. I think that's the way they're made right off the griddle. And start beginning tomorrow, June 3rd. Uh, For those of you listening live today, it is the 2nd of June, 2022. So, tomorrow would be Friday the 3rd. Uh, It's National Donut Day. National Donut Day. And Krispy Kreme has found a way to celebrate. And celebrate big. Okay? All summer long. Beginning Friday through September 5th. The glazed donor hot off the conveyor belt sign says when the hot donut sign is on, you get a free donut. Nice! So you just have to stop in when the old hot donut light is on. <laughs> and you get a free Krispy Kreme donut hot off the griddle. Now, according to this, all right you don't just have to it's not just luck of the draw okay Uh, on their website they give you a time when the hot Krispy Kreme is ready to go when the hot light hours are on so you can schedule your day around the uh, hot light hours (laughs) and stop in a Krispy Kreme and get a free donut that's uh, huge I mean I it's been a long time since I've had a an actual crispy cream donut, but they are really, really good hot. Uh once you once they lose their hotness, that pretty much is, you know, that's pretty much a fact with anything though, really. Once you lose your hotness, do eh, you really want it anymore? And congratulations to an Indiana Donut Shop who broke a Guinness World Record. I why, man, this show has got to get a Guinness World Record. Uh, This particular Indiana donut shop, Tom's Donuts in Angola. Beautiful. I love Angola, Indiana. If my hand is Indiana, Angola is right there. And uh, it set the Guinness World Record for the most donuts sold in a single day of business. So congratulations to Tom's Donuts. Uh, who sold eight thousand five hundred and fifty-eight donuts in a single day? Now, one would think you could probably pull that off, right? I mean, I realize that's <laughs> I realize that's a big number. Uh, that's a lot of donuts—eight thousand five hundred and fifty-eight donuts. But he had a goal of seventeen hundred. So, I mean, he blew the goal Right out of the water So congratulations to the Sailor family As Tom's Donuts in Angola, Indiana Was declared the donut capital of the world 8,558 donuts were made and sold At this particular location In a six-hour period The Guinness Book of World Records Was on location To certify the results So Congratulations. Oh, and finally, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is over. Whew. I didn't think it would ever end, although some of it was kind of fun to watch. So the jury awarded Johnny Depp $15 million uh, after the seven week trial. And I mean, there were allegations leveled at both of them. It was scorched earth. We talked about that. I, you know, I know that Johnny believes he got his life back, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the judge reduced Depp's punitive damages award from $5 million to $350,000, the maximum under Virginia law. So Johnny doesn't even get $15 million. He gets $10.35 million. Oh, okay. And then they gave, they threw Amber a couple of bucks they said that Depp had defamed her through his attorney, as to a single statement accusing her of staging an alleged assault. They gave her two million, so she's going to end up owing, uh, you know, eight, what, eight point five million to Depp. And if I'm Johnny, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I tell her I don't. You don't have to pay me the two million. Uh, you give it to the charity that you never paid that you said you were going to pay from our divorce money. But you know, who knows? Johnny didn't, was too busy uh, partying with Jeff Beck in England, and uh, he was drinking uh, you know, at a local bar, taking pictures with fans uh, when the verdict was read. So good on him. Uh, the jury took 12 hours, spread over three days, to reach the verdict. Really strange. Well, not strange. I mean, if you're part of the jury... Apparently they had reached their verdict. And, you know, yesterday it was like, the verdict will be read at 3 p.m. Eastern. Well, if they were ready, uh, why not read it now? Oh, we ought to catch lunch. <laughs> Let us finish up lunch before we have to come back out here and read the verdict. And then they came back out and they forgot to fill in the amounts. So the judge is like, whoa, 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 go back. Give us some amounts. So, you know, it certainly wasn't the 50 million, and uh, very disappointing for the lawyer team for Johnny Depp. I mean, I'm sure they were hoping for a bigger cut, and I'm sure that they're going to take their cut from the 15 million award, not the 10 million award. (laughs) I would almost bet on that, but you know, who knows? And I mean, the attorney. For Johnny Depp, the one that uh, was always looking at him so hot and everything, you know, she was all excited in fact, I don't know this for sure but I would be willing to make another bet that she flew over to the United Kingdom, you know, just to celebrate with her client I don't know that I'm just guessing, and today's a big day in the UK, and they both issued statements, and it's just I mean I don't know if there's going to be a season two (laughs) (laughs) i saw my man tim young asking when season two started i think they're on hiatus now for a little bit uh they had a couple of issues uh on uh, the set arrangements so they're not going to start filming right away so season two of the depp herd trial uh won't begin right away we'll find out more later but it is a big day in the united kingdom which you know I, maybe that's why the attorney and Johnny Depp are together over there. We finally, finally, get to celebrate the Queen and her Jubilee, the Platinum Jubilee. It kicked off today, and I'm celebrating seven decades of her service. Yay! It's a four-day celebration marking the first time a Platinum Jubilee has taken place in British history. Oh, that's tremendous. And they're having the big birthday parade today. And They've got the royal family balcony appearance. And they've got a, a concert, the lighting of 3,200 torchlights, horse races, and along with my favorite, and more. The celebration will end Sunday with the Platinum Jubilee Pageant. Four acts of music and theater, among other celeb- celebrations. It's going to be exciting. And I know that Harry and Meghan are over there, and I think they took the kids, but they're just sitting in the back. I mean, yeah, we were happy to have you here, but man, we're not going to talk to you right now. Just thanks for coming. Appreciate it. And I saw where Meghan visited the uh, Uvalde. So she may be running for office, uh, making stops like that. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, she whew, Harry needs to get rid of that man. <laughs> If he wants anything to do with the with with the royalty anymore, man, he needs to get rid of her. And they're not going to they're not going to get rid of him. I know there's you know we've talked about that on a couple of royal specials, and I know some other people have you know listened and started uh, hypothesizing that they're going to get rid of the the royals after the queen dies. No way. She said she has no plans of retiring because she knows uh, nobody likes you nobody wants Charles around okay so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna continue to live and maybe I can outlive Charles Boy, wouldn't that be horrible but eighty six percent of the Brits say that they're satisfied with the Queen's performance and so we've got celebrations all around the world with uh, with the platinum Jubilee. <laughs> I mean, we're beaming her picture up on Stonehenge. That's a little much for me, but you know, whatever. It's a party. Let it go. And use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. All right, before we get into animals gone wild, and I mean some serious stories about animals going wild today, and I told you it was going to happen, and it's happening more and more now. Let's talk about the other animals, humans. You know, the sweaty beast humans. Are you one? Or do you know someone who is? Or do you just sweat enough for underarm stain and hate it? sweating you know uh how about that are you just a sweater uh, i am uh, that's for sure i've i've dealt with those issues all of my life and uh, at one point i mean sometimes you start sweating and it's it's just incredible you can't find a way to turn it off and it's embarrassing and you get me in the right circumstance <laughs> uh i am uh, i am going to become a world record holder in sweat In fact, maybe that's what I will become a Guinness World Record holder of, sweat. But now, uh, I've got a way to change that. I don't have to change my shirt. I can change my sweating habits. That's right. Sweat block. Sweat block has changed that for me. Uh, Thank goodness for sweat block antiperspirant wipes. They're stronger, more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply them at night right before you go to bed then the next morning you wake up take a shower and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed we're literally talking about something you only have to apply once or twice a week no more sweat no problem if you or someone you love is dealing with this sweat you have to check out sweat block get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com use the promo code jeffy sweatblock.com with the promo code jeffy gets you 20% off sweatblock.com or at amazon.com okay so let's get to the other beasts shall we a mountain lion i just stopped into a school in california what yeah the school got locked down because a mountain lion uh, just came into the school ah you know Hey, it's not unheard of. Uh, They come close to campus, but, you know, this time he just walked into the school. (laughs) And they just, there he is in a room. Everyone is uh, running crazy, and they just locked him in the room. So it was a young one, a lion cub. And so they had him locked in the room, and they, of course, called the experts. And uh, then they came and took him to the zoo. The San Diego Zoo, you know, for... They're going to check him out, make sure he's okay. And not the San Diego Zoo, the Oakland Zoo. I mean, sorry, I apologize. No one supports zoos more than me, and I don't want to get them confused because the San Diego Zoo is a beautiful zoo, and the Oakland Zoo is who we're talking about here, okay? And so uh, they came and got the mountain lion they there, you know, giving it a, a brush. And it's just a, it's just a little one. I looked at it at first, you know, the story sounds like, oh, my gosh, you know, this mountain lion is... <laughs> trampling through the school as just a little little cub uh lost now i will say this uh the cub wanders into the school Uh, it was a good thing mom wasn't around didn't know that the kid went into the school we could have had a real issue there uh if (laughs) if mom stopped by and said why are you messing with my kid uh yeah and they say oh the animal was skinny but seemed otherwise healthy oh okay well maybe something happened to the mom Or maybe it was the runt, and now it's happy. It got lucky, man. Now it's living at the zoo. But it just wandered in the school. Interesting how people and animals are just wandering into schools now that I thought were on lockdown. But apparently not. (laughs) Apparently not. We just had the first bison goring at Yellowstone National Park. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's not funny but it just is because you know you're not supposed to get that close to him this 25 year old woman was got into about 10 feet away from the bison and uh, the bison was not having any of it <laughs> 10 feet is way too close some bad boys can move you can quote me on that you don't want none of that none of that bison he tossed her about 10 feet into the air <laughs> get out of here! Now she was transported, uh, you know, by ambulance to uh, the regional medical center there in Idaho. And of course, the incident remains under investigation. Ah, uh, here's the investigation. Don't get close to the bison like that. Now you're not supposed to. There's all kinds of rules for you uh, visitors to Yellowstone. You're supposed to stay 25 yards. 25 yards. That's a long way. Uh, you know, you do. I understand the the thought process, 25 yards seems like it's a long way away and so you want to get closer, you want to get that Instagram shot, you want to get that shot for your friend look, I'm here at Yellowstone, there's a bison, and so you just keep kind of creeping closer and closer and closer and the next thing you know you're, you know, a few feet away and the bison's like, that's too close Boop. and you're up in the air, falling down on the ground, hoping that bison isn't going to attack again You don't want none of that bison gore. I'm just saying. So this was the first reported incident this year. And uh, look, bison are unpredictable. And they can run three times faster than humans. And I don't know if you know, they're pretty big. They're pretty big animals. So if if you're going to go there and you're going to try to get close to them, bring a weapon. (gasps) No, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to even talk about something like that. Oh my gosh. I see a woman in New York. Uh, became a hero because uh, they were in a bar drinking everybody having a good time and uh, the next thing you know an opossum is it an opossum or a possum it's a possum a possum walks into the bar and people are freaking out in the bar and this lady's like what uh why is this possum into the bar because possums are like big rats. That's why. And we already talked earlier this week about how the rat problem in New York is just exploding. Well, there you go. Now p- possums are too. The, the rat family. Oh, Jeff. Possums are a loving animal. They're not rats. Okay. Look at them. Look at them. That's all I'm saying. But there was a lady uh, that, uh, you know, from Alaska. She doesn't see I'm not from Brooklyn. Okay, I'm from Alaska. I used to go camping with black bears hanging out at my campsite. And so I just went up to him and I was like, Hey, I know you're afraid. And I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to scruff you and take you out because be less painful for you. So she picked him up by the neck and tossed him outside. (laughs) Yay. You're a hero. You got the giant possum rat out of the bar. I mean, really? Everybody's at a bar starts freaking out because a possum rolls in? Stop it. Man, New York has really gone down, man. When New Yorkers are in a bar and they're scared of a possum wandering in, times are tough. Times are tough. And then we had uh, the Sonic in Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia. Beautiful this time of year. Uh, Apparently, uh, one of the workers was uh, cooking burgers and tater tots. I mean, that's pretty much every worker at a Sonic, right? All of a sudden... uh, He was over at the the deep fryer and uh, looked down and there was a giant python. It wasn't a rattlesnake, so it was a python. Uh, You know, rolled up next to the deep fryer. Oh, okay. Uh, The python just kind of came in and said, you know what? I, I like that. People are leaving doors open and animals are just wandering in. What is happening? Stop it. Doors are meant to keep things out. Oh, they're also meant to let things in, Jeff. That's what doors do. Okay, no problem. So, I don't know. They they hauled it off. And, uh, you know. Now, personally, you would have never heard about this snake. If this were me. And I'm just throwing it out there. Because it's probably never going to happen. But, if I were say, you know working at a Sonic and all of a sudden I said, Hey, look at, there's a huge Python rolled up behind the deep fryer. I'm going to go ahead and get one of my giant Sonic snakes and cut the head off of it. Then I'm going to throw it in a trash bag and put it in the old Sonic dumpster out back. And no one's going to know gonna wash the knife, mop the floor and be done with it. Hey was that was that a snake back there behind the deep fryer? I don't know go make your burgers and fries we got customers <laughs> but instead we we hear about it on chewing the fat and I appreciate you know people you know telling the story so that we can talk about it here on chewing the fat but in real life no you are not you are not hearing about it from me. You know at least at the time sure i, I mean i tell I, I would have to tell you at some point but not at the time like years ago when i first when i killed my first snake in florida and i i've apologized in the past for it really it was a florida black snake and i shouldn't have killed it but i didn't know any better and i was sitting out we, were, we had just moved into this house and we were at a pool and we were sitting out back by the pool and we were you know at that time i was drinking so i had a couple of beers with my with my good friend david bradley and uh, we're sitting there drinking beer. All of a sudden, this giant snake comes around the corner of the Florida room where we were sitting. And it's outside, not inside. I'm smart enough to know how to close a door. And uh, the snake, uh, that's, that's a big one. I mean, I hunted that bad boy down. We hunted him down back along the side of the house, back behind the trash cans. And, you know, like I would have done at the Sonic, it was over for him. And, uh, then I found out later that they're, they're called Florida black snakes and they're really good and they're not bad and they're not poisonous and they're good and they eat all kinds of bugs and they're good for you. So I made sure I made up for it. I made sure all their little babies that used to end up in my pool, I would take them out and make sure that they were okay and let them live. Okay. So I made up for one bad mistake with a Florida black snake. Okay. And then we have the nine year old girl who fought off the mountain lion in Washington state. Uh, and lived. I mean, she got beat up bad, man. There's no doubt about that. Apparently, she was playing uh, hide-and-go-seek with some of her friends at this campground. And she... In Fruitland, Washington, uh, which is northwest of Spokane. I mean, she's right there on the map. And uh, she was playing hide-and-seek. And then, uh, well, the animal showed up and started attacking her. And she fought it off. It doesn't say how the animal died. <laughs> I don't know if the girl pulled out her weapon, and shot it, which I'm not opposed to if it happened, but it just says the cougar was killed on the scene. So apparently, uh, you know, she started screaming and she was fighting off the cougar, and someone else came and put down the cougar. It doesn't say. I'm I'm really bummed that it doesn't give me the full description of how it happened, but... Uh, the cougar is gone. Have a nice day. We lost him. I know. Who died today? The cougar that attacked the little nine-year-old girl. That's who died. And he deserved it, too. Okay? Now, they claim in this story, uh, shrinking boundaries between human habitat and lion habitat oh, is likely going to lead to more encounters. That's uh, so why we have zoos. Okay? That's why we have zoos, why I support zoos, why I believe that zoos are an important part of our life, okay? But if you run into a cougar, they want you to know that never turn and run, all right, that's what prey does. Don't ever break eye contact. Make yourself big as possible. Stand tall, wave your hands, use your whistle if you have it. Make sure you never go out and play in the campsite without your whistle. And be ready to grab that bear spray that you have on your hip. Okay, what I have on my hip ain't bear spray. It's fat, Jeff. No, I might have some bear spray, but I'm also going to have a weapon. I can guarantee you it wasn't bear spray that took the cougar out as it was attacking this nine-year-old girl. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. So big news over at Facebook, uh, Sheryl Sandberg. The uh, I mean, she is like the big deal, right? She's the big boss bitch over there at Facebook, man. Uh, she's stepping down. She's saying, I'm out. Have a nice day. Take care. I know she's the COO of Meta, but she's Mark's longtime right-hand person, right-hand man. Oh, she's a woman, Jeff. I know she's Mark's right-hand person. And they, I mean, she's only worth about one point six billion, Pfft, nothing in Facebook world. But I mean, she's worked with Mark for a long time, and she's only worth one point six billion. That seems a little low. Uh, it seems like uh, Mark, how about you pay me a little bit more? But she's stepping down. She claims in the fall, and then she's still going to be on the board. Uh, are you? Are you still going to be on the board? Okay. So we'll see if, uh, you know, what happens over there on Facebook, what that means, what's going on. There was, uh, you know, there definitely was some, uh, some infighting and some stories going around that she was helping, uh, she was helping her boyfriend and telling websites not to run stories on her boyfriend. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, Cheryl's, you know, she's, uh, she's a power broker. And as COO of Facebook, she carried a lot of weight. Now she leaves the CEO and just on the board, does the board member, if she remains on the board, does that still carry the weight of COO? I think not. And I see the headline of Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott. Uh, she, the headline is that she's thinking about buying the Portland Trailblazers, the NBA basketball team, but she's not the only one on that list. I mean, you've got Larry Ellison, uh, co-founder of Oracle corporation you've got lauren powell jobs another widow of a big shot although i mean say another Mackenzie is no widow okay she's an ex jeff okay lauren powell jobs lost her husband okay steve jobs got it and so she's on that list to buy the trailblazers too so i don't know who's getting it now you know mackenzie has got uh got some money and so does larry ellison though and uh so we'll see who wins you know i mean that's the sister all right, the female uh, Jody Allen, I think, is running the Trailblazers now after Paul Allen died in 2018. So we'll see. You know, She's going to want to obviously give it to another woman. So hello. Allison uh, is out. Have a nice day. So it's either going to be Lauren Powell Jobs or Mackenzie Scott. And Mackenzie Scott is such a philanthropist that has already said she's going to donate all her money to you know, she's not going to be rich at the end of the day. Uh, they, she's probably the one, right. She's going to be the, she's going to be the one. And, uh, so it's possible. And then I got me thinking, is the NBA still going on? Well, yes, it's the NBA finals. Duh. The golden state warriors are facing the Boston Celtics starting tonight is the NBA championships. Wow. Amazing. So, uh, the warriors, uh, are in the finals for the sixth time in eight years. First team to do, do so since the uh, Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. They have won three titles since 2015, but injuries apparently, according to this, have hampered the team over the past two seasons. And I, you know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, uh, I guess they're at full strength. So they very well pull it off. I just don't like their head coach. It drives me insane. But, you know, so I've got to kind of, in my, in my heart, I'm kind of rooting for Boston to win that, you know, I mean, uh, Boston is tied with Los Angeles for the most NBA championships with 17, but they haven't seen a title since 2008. So we'll see, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see Boston, uh, Boston win, not to really take over from the Lakers, um, although they will take over for the Lakers for the most championships, but Just because I don't want the head coach of the Warriors to win. I like Steph Curry, but I just don't want the head coach of the Warriors. And he's the kind of guy that got me to stop watching the NBA. You know, one of the reasons. And it's definitely him. And I just realized, oh my gosh, this makes me... uh, That's unbelievable. No wonder he's such a nightmare. He was born in Lebanon. So, he doesn't even have a love for this country. And I don't want to hear him say he does. It's agonizing. Ugh, I don't even want to say his Steve Care stupid name. So, I was really torn by the story where ABG, the Authentic Brands Group, which licenses Elvis Presley-related merchandise, had issued cease and desist letters to several Las Vegas chapels. I'm telling you, what are you doing? not only are you going to cost people their livelihood i mean elvis impersonators and different venues that use the elvis impersonators to show up i mean you're coming at a tough time or vegas is trying to get back and i know you own the rights i got it i know you own the rights to a lot of stuff a bunch of different brands i got it but you know I, that's why I'm torn. Because I know you own the rights to the brand. And really, you know, I know that, uh, you know, your infringing chapel does not comply with the terms of the document. Within a week, they were going to sue. People were pissed. And they were getting ready to shut down all the Elvis chapels and shut them down. I mean, we've got the new movie coming out. And it's going to be a big deal. Plus, it's amazing the number of weddings that happen in Vegas By Elvis. People go to Vegas. They want Elvis to marry him. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) So now I guess it's being reported that they decided okay, you know, we're not going to take you to court. All right. Let's become partners. Okay. Why did you come to the table with this to begin with, Authentic Brands Group? Why didn't you? Why didn't you say, hey, why don't we, you know, become partners? So I guess they're gonna let these chapels, you know, pay money to be partners, so that people like Las Vegas ElvisWeddingChapel dot com and Little Chapel of Hearts <laughs> will be able to still do it. Excellent. That's what I'm saying. Excellent. Let's do this. Uh, I guess they've done. Uh, they've made some deals now. Other people coming to the table, trying to keep it alive. I mean, let's be honest. If you start taking these chapels out, this is a great way for the king to stay alive. And I can't believe that Graceland, and I know that you own the stuff, I got it. But there's sometimes you just have to kind of, you know, look the other way, don't you? I mean, I feel like you have to. And I know that there's a rule, there's some kind of Vegas law that keeps... You could still do it. You could still—I could still be an Elvis impersonator, but I can't be bring you in as Elvis, right? I'm trying to remember what it was. So, uh, if I specialize or offer Elvis ceremonies and have the King's image as part of my name and logo, that's a problem, right? But if I am an Elvis impersonator inside a show that's bringing people in to watch a show, that's okay. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I, you know, I'll pretend that I'm a, an actual attorney. <laughs> uh, it's going to kill the industry. So now, you know, the, the original story was, you know, hey, we're going to shut you down. You got, You can't do it. We're going to take you to court. Let's move on. But uh, now they're saying, you know what? I know it's a $2 billion a year industry. So why don't we just, we'll call it a partnership, okay? We won't, we won't try to put you out of business. We'll, we'll work with you, okay? We'll work with you. And as I'm talking to you, I'm trying to see if I can find what the heck that thing is called. Right of publicity. Okay, that's what, uh, that's what the Vegas thing is called. So that uh, I could use the Elvis image or other images on shows. But I can't bring you in if I am just being an entertainer and bring you in as Elvis. So the way they put it in the story is if I'm deciding to go to a mechanic as Elvis... Is he really an entertainer, creating a story, or simply using the Elvis name to essentially draw a customer who could say, I had an Elvis guy fix my car. And so are you using it to attract attention versus storytelling? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a fine line to walk, man. They're talking about one business at the uh, Graceland Wedding Chapel General Manager, Rod Musum, M-U-S-U-M. I apologize, Rod, if that's not your last name. I'm sure it's not Amorphophallus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not that. He claims they do 6,400 weddings, Elvis weddings annually. Now there are 55 55 freestanding chapels all having the option to hire an Elvis artist for a ceremony. Now those are without Elvis in the business title. So we'll see what happens and uh, I'm sure that you're going to be able to party uh i know that uh you know at, you've got uh, pete valet big elvis sings at the old piano bar at harris at 2 3 30 and 5 p.m monday wednesdays and fridays and he also hosts <laughs> <laughs> big elvis pete valet uh while he also performs at the piano bar at harris as i said monday wednesdays and fridays two, three thirty and five. He also hosts a blue Hawaii themed gig at the Golden Tiki from four to seven the first Tuesday of every month. So go ahead and write that down. Make sure put that in put that in your calendar for big for Pete Valley, okay? I mean big Al Big Elvis. All right. If you can't make it to Harrah's, the piano bar at Harrah's two, three thirty or five, uh monday wednesday and fridays you can see blue hawaii which is at the golden tiki from four to seven the first tuesday of every month man what happens in vegas stays in vegas